It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. It's Wednesday. It's 3 o'clock, and you know what that means. Time for Shelly Live with your hostess with the mostess, Shelly from Cali on VOCNation.com. I'm sitting over here talking to Danielle, and somehow, some way, my phone got put, it was on speaker, and it was like, oh, full minute to show time. And then we were talking, I was like, what's going on? It's 3.07, so I hope this is recording. Hold on a second. Let me, we're not going to see. Okay, let's see here. I'm going to go to, so then last week, I don't know if you know this, Danielle. But I was told that no one could find us live. Oh. And then I was afraid it was one of those things where they were going to uh, end up telling me that that it didn't get recorded or whatever. Because uh, that's just my fear. But then, luckily, they were able to see, like, right now, there's no, okay, let's see here. Um, listen live. Oh, okay, there's Shelly. Shelly live. Here. Hopefully it's it's working here. Let's see here. <clears throat> it sucks, though. The first seven minutes is quiet. Maybe there's a way to, like, edit it on their end or something. Let's see here. <clears throat> Hello? It sucks, though. The first seven minutes is oh. quiet. Maybe there's a way to, like, edit it on their end or something. Let's see here. Okay, good. We're live. Yay! We're okay, live. We're, we're live! We're live! <laughs> it's Wednesday. It's 3 o'clock, and you know what that means. Time for Shelly Live with your hostess with the mostess, Shelly from Cali on VOCNation.com. Hola, 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 hola. You are listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. I am your hostess with the mostest, Shelly from Kelly, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Dazzling Danielle. Hello, hello. Thank you for getting my name right. <laughs> what is that? And the, well, you know what's so funny about that, Danielle, now that you mention it? Okay, so for those of you that are just listening now, thank you for uh, going through that seven minutes of silence. I think there's a way, though, that 
the VOC Nation crew can, like, clip that part out, I'm pretty sure, that whole seven minutes of quiet. Um, they, can clean it up. they can clean it up a little bit and see this just go. Here's what I was telling Danielle. Okay, you guys want to know, like, the truth, the tea? Give me the truth. You can't handle the truth. Try it. The truth is Yeah, I was talking that there was No, because there was this commercial um for um survival insurance, remember survival insurance? <clears throat> and that ride. Yeah, growing up it was always the commercial one of the commercials I loved because this guy would always do these little skits for survival auto insurance commercials. And one of them is like this hot chick excuse me, is driving this crazy car. It's like a, I think it's like a red, like some kind of sports car. And she pulls up and he's walking on the street. She's like, need a ride? He goes, you got insurance? Yes. By survival? No. I can't take that ride. So it's like so funny. So one of them was, you can't handle the truth. The truth is survival has the lowest rate guaranteed. <laughs> I forgot for a second what that last part was because I haven't said that since the 80s. So that's why I had that brain part. Well, I like to see the effectiveness of advertisement. Um, obviously, it works, and it goes into your subconscious, and many, many years can go by, and these different phrases, you know, they just see you. And that's the thing. I haven't said that. I said the got a ride insurance person. I even one time did that in real life, you guys. Hold on. Let me just tweet that I'm live. We're live. I want to put a live, but no, we're live. Come on in. Join the fun. <clears throat> so this, this story I'm about to tell you is real fun. Hold on. Join the fun. Party emoji. Yeah. Put those emojis in there. You gotta the, see how, look at, this is, to the two people yeah. listening, this is a lot of work here. Okay. Okay, VOCNation.com, at VOCNation, at Green Venus. Got to put a little picture in there. A little pic, pic. little pic, pic. Go into my phone here. Pic, pic, pic. Pick that picture. Pick that booty. Oh, my. I know. Sometimes. Is that a parasite or something? Why got to pick that booty? Okay, sometimes you got a parasite. You got to get rid of it. Okay, we're like, like come, that? yeah, join Join the, I was going to say 20, 20's the fun. Okay, here we're you live. Would say that, I will. I'm the 20 girl extraordinary. Don't you ever forget it. Okay, so going back to the story about survival. Okay, yeah. And your point. This goes to your point, Danielle. Okay. Get to the point. I am. So, my friend a long time ago, a friend of mine from Kentucky, Jamin, shout out to Jamin. I'll never hear this. Uh, he was on this show, it was a dating show. And it was involving the girls from the bad girls club. Like, they were the girls that these guys were trying to, like, win the love of. And when I got called, first of all, Jamin asked me months before this. Uh-huh. if He told me he was going to go on the, or apply for the show if he could put me down on there as a reference contact whoever. I said yes. So... I get a call from the show, and they're like, oh, he's been living over here, and blah, da da and so we're having exes, but none of his exes want to come. Would you come <gasps> on the show? This sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, dude. And what's so crazy is at the time, I didn't have a car. And earlier that day, I had a shoot. And what's funny about this shoot is I actually brought it up to you not too long ago. 
this shoot I had before I went to the, my friend's dating ship, um, whatever. I was just a game, but it's a reality show. Um, I was at this shoot, and it was a comedy, and it was really fun. And I remember at the time, I was feeling like, just like, I was just going through it. So it really, I really needed to have a gig like this, where it was just fun. The people there were a lot of fun. Um, you know, it was really easy. I was like the girl on the trampoline and like some, into some bits, whatever. And I saw that they were drinking and I had little um, gallows, those little mini gallows in my purse. So I was like, oh, is it okay if I drink my wine then? They're like, oh, yeah. And then we were smoky, so it was fun. So I was really just enjoying myself. And then that's when one of the guys that was there went, too comfortable. You're too comfortable. And they said, what are you talking about? And I was like, because I'm joking around or whatever. That's just how I am. He was like, like I said, too comfortable. And so, oh my God. I know. And so, uh, and I just remember feeling like, ew, like, especially because I was going through so much. And then, like, I needed that good time. And we were creating. Um, the people there were really interesting. Like, I remember one girl that was on the shoot. From just looking at her, you're like, oh, she's just a cute girl that's playing in this comedy bit. But it's like, we got into some deep conversation. She plays the violin. She busted the violin out. Like, it was so cool. It was like a total what being an actress stereotype is supposed to be. I was living it. I loved it. And so then when he said that, I was like, oh, ugh. But then that quickly changed because this show wanted me on for Jamin so much that there, I was like, oh, I'm going to be at a shoot and I don't have a car, though, like, we'll pick you up. So here comes the van, picks me up, and I was like, well, now I feel fancy. So, like, yeah. whatever to that guy. So we go to this hotel and they were telling me that's where all the girlfriends were at, whatever. So we had to check in and have a little, like, interview or whatever before we checked in for the night and we're going to shoot the next day. And I just remember I loved the girlfriends, of course. I was just vibing with them, whatever. And at the time, that's when I was having to rely on Spice. So the Spice Girl Day. Spice Girl. For those of you that don't know, there was this stuff for a while called Spice. It was supposed to be a synthetic cannabis. And it was cheap. You could get it like at the liquor store at the gas station. And during this time in my life, this was after WWE, after TNA, um, Danielle and I were really having rough times, you know. We lived in a studio apartment with the Merces, you know. But it's so crazy because that's like one of the best times spiritually and where my soul and peace was at. But whatever. So it was just one of those things where like, I was just struggling. So to me, it was like fun that not only did I land two gigs in one day, but like what they were, like I said, the comedy thing. And now this like dating reality show, what? Okay. And so I was chatting with the girls, whatever. I told them about Spice and okay, whatever. And so then we go to shoot the next day. We go to this mansion where the bad, and I didn't know it was bad girls, the bad girls club girls. So when we pull up and it's all pink, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, he's trying to date one of the bad girls club girls. Like, okay. So when we were during our downtime, this is where my whole perception of 
reality TV, because up until this point, I loved reality TV. I mean, back in the day, I used to watch the Kardashians before. I was just like, these girls talk terrible to each other. I never talked to Danielle like that. So I stopped. Um, you know, Danielle and I, back in the day, we used to watch Survivor. We used to watch Tool Academy, um, you know, Rock of Love, like all yeah. of the shows. Like, we loved them, okay? But being on this show changed my perception because, of course, they had champagne flowing and all this. And I seen them literally bait these people. And some of the girls had told me that, oh, this is, we just do this for money. This is what we do. We're that couple that goes on reality shows and da-da-da. So I'm like, okay, they're both in on it. Okay, I get it, whatever. But then it's like, and I almost wonder if they had microphones and they were listening to us. Because it seemed like when some of those girls got, like, they were unbothered by the situation and they were sharing with me why, all of a sudden, I would see a producer, like, mess with the situation. And then these girls, they cracked them. They were crying. They walked off. They told me privately it wasn't supposed to be like this. He wasn't supposed to be doing stuff like that. It was intense. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. One girl came because she told her guy, if you do this show, because he got picked, and he tried to tell her, oh, it's just going to be, I just want to be on TV. And she's like, if you do this show, don't come back. So originally, I watched this guy. I watched him, you guys, be so comfortable that when all the ex-girlfriends came, there was no ex-girlfriend for him. And then she came out. She went there to tell him, like, (laughs) I need the key back. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, that's some real stuff. I know. And it wasn't fake. Like, I get it, you guys. But I'm saying, like, there's some stuff that, like, I experienced that I can't talk about because, like, I signed an NDA where you're not allowed to, like, say whatever. And I used to not, I used to take those things not lightly, or very lightly. But then when Danielle and I did a reality show together, we were supposed to be, like, making guys cheat. (laughs) Like, one of those boot camp, marriage boot camp type of shows. Um... I talked about a, a little bit on something, and then that company, you bet your sweet ass, they told me to delete it because I signed that thing. And I'm not supposed to disclose how it was working. Well, I am somebody, and so are you, who have done audience work. And we've done audience work on Dr. Phil. Some things can be staged and a little exaggerated, but there's some real moments, and we saw that. That's why they choose these people, because they know that there's a certain way, and they're going to get some entertainment value out of it, but there were some awkward moments where we're doing background and something for real happened. Well, look at, like, Bad Baby. Like, that girl, she literally, that was not fake, her saying, all, all these hoes act, oh, act like something funny. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. for those of you who don't know Bad Baby, that's the girl from Dr. Phil that said, catch me outside, how about that? And so it's like, yeah, there is a lot of stage stuff that happens in shows like that or whatever, but they stage the stuff based off of either they had a story in the last minute, that real true story backed out, so at least they have their outline to go with now, or they just, like, find, like, one, maybe two real stories, and then they trickle in the others. Like, 
that happens. I'm just not, but when I did this bad girls club thingy, um, you know, I definitely saw the stageness, but I saw how real, like talk about that Wizard of Oz moment and seeing it was just a man behind the curtain. I was blown away. And I know that Jamin absolutely did not know I was going to be there because I could tell. And we kept hugging each other, and then they probably thought whatever, and the bad girl got all pissed. It was a whole thing. And I ended up going off on them, and I thought, hey, if these are the bad girl club girls, I could say whatever that I want without any filter. I love this. I could say whatever I want bluntly. And I did. And when I watched the episode, they cut all of it out. And I thought, come on. <laughs> Maybe because I said the girl kept saying, well, then, because I couldn't answer different questions about my relationship with Jamie. She's like, well, then why are you here? I said, because they asked me to. And she got all snippy. And was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, why don't you ask your producers then why I'm here? Why don't you? They're the ones that called me in here. So before you get all uppity, I'm, and I just like went off. So I, but I, they could have edited it. I, it was a good moment because I meant it. And I was looking at this girl right in her eyes. And when I did, I watched her be this, like, it was almost like wrestling. Like, she was this, like, big old, like, oh, I'm the main bitch here. And then when I looked her right in the eye, and I was like, why don't you ask the producers? And I just, whatever, I just saw her kind of, like, sink in her chair. I liked it. <laughs> You're made for reality TV. I am. We tried so many, many times. times. It just many, wasn't meant. Many, many a time. It just wasn't meant. Yeah. I just want to be able to live some part of my life, even if it's just an hour. Hey, it's, I guess it's my podcast, of having no filter, not because I want to hurt people's feelings, not because I want to be drama, but because can I just, like, not have to sugarcoat something and just be straightforward? But why was I even talking about the this experience with the bad girl shoot. Now I went down this whole rabbit hole over here. A little bit of a tangent, but I went with you, so. I know. Okay, so let's back it up. Beep, beep. So I was bringing up the bad girl. Oh, now remember Spice. The brain exercises, people. Don't, when people tell me, oh, it'll come back to you, whatever, I don't let it go because if you train your brain to be like, okay, what was the last thing? Let's just backtrack. And I swear to you, you can apply it to many areas in your life. So we have the nicest, I hope this is, can you hear that song, guys? That's the washing machine thing. We're all done. I know. It's so friendly. It's so pleasant. And mm-hmm. it's so uplifting. Say, hi. I'm just letting you know. Don't forget. I got it all done for you. And I'm going to sing a song for you, too. Not only did I clean your clothes, I'm going to sing for you. Laundry done. Laundry done. Okay. So <laughs> before we went and shot, because I had mentioned to those girls, the girlfriends, that I was wanting to get some more spice. I looked up a smoke shop, and there was one that was in walking distance. And I decided to walk over there, and I just remember it was, like, a warm day. I had, like, a cute outfit on that was, like, a casual cute outfit. And I was just, like, I felt really happy. I just, you know, I don't know. I was, like, what the hell's going to happen today? Who knows? Whatever. And so when I got close to the 
smoke shop, I noticed this guy in a car, and he's eyeing me, and I was feeling so silly and good. I was like, dude, I'm totally going to do the survival thing if he hits me up. So mm-hmm. sure enough, he goes, hey, hey. And the thing is, if you remember this day out, I don't know if it was Martinez Girls Radio or Funtime Radio, I actually, on my Galaxy tab I used to always have with me, I recorded this happening, this real moment where this guy, I was like, he's coming all right, and I push record. And he goes, hey, you need a ride? And I go, do you got insurance? And he was like, yeah. I go, by survival? And he goes, what? I go, do you have insurance by survival? I was like, no. I go, I can't take that ride. And I walked away just like the commercial. So going back to your point, that's advertisement, baby. Oh, and yeah. it's like there I was. I took it upon myself years after that commercial had been out to outlive the real moment. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm sure advertisers and people who work marketing appreciate that as well because it works. Dude, I'm going to do a YouTube video on this because I know only two people listen to this, so they get the scoop. (laughs) Merchandising, merchandising, advertisement. Because not just what's up. Excuse me. There we go. So anyway, um... Spice. So that's when that was my spice, and that's what. Oh, I can't take that ride. All going back to you saying the truth can't handle the truth, and I said no. The truth is, and I choked. But the truth is, survival has the lowest rate guaranteed. Call survival now. <laughs> and be careful. You might call Larry H. Parker. Don't get them confused. No, they're two separate ones. They're very intense and very demanding. The same like, no, matter what. 1-800-333-0000. Fighting for you with my job. It's his job. Larry H. Parker got me 2.1 million. Man, am I enjoying it. And the thing growing up, when they showed that guy, they would always show him from waist up. And what they never said is that the reason why he got so much is because he his accident made him paralyzed from the waist down. So that fella... I wonder what his name is. we got to look it up. Whoever that guy is, <laughs> that's the story. Wow. I mean, it's a real story then, right? It's not I don't know. Actor. We got a, an actor. I don't know, Danielle, <laughs> if he's a thespiend or not. Oh, is that because you have your crown on? Yes. Danielle has your crown on. I do. I'm feeling fancy. All right. Well, we're going to take a little break. I'm going to show Danielle this You Can't Handle the Truth commercial. And when we come back, we got some stuff we're going to talk to you guys about, so you don't want to miss it. BR. Uh-oh. I, I'm messing up again. Oh, well. That's what I say. Oh, well. If you mess up, it's okay. Just redo it. 180, 185. Hey, this is Total Package. Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. 
Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stiles of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to VOC Nation. Yes, you are. And this is Shelly Live. How about that? Isn't that great? Here's why, you guys. Great. I feel great. <laughs> so, okay, I showed, I couldn't find the one of the survival commercial with the You Can't Handle the Truth, but we did watch um, a couple of them. And here's the thing. The first one was um, a poker game. And I had this feeling like it almost like, like my heart jumped back into my chest, just like like when you get like feel like you're falling kind of yeah. like a oh my gosh yes it put me like it's so crazy our senses is like being humans how we get triggered and like how our brain works because I felt like I was I was just that little girl and then when we watched the uh, I can't take that ride same thing but then I totally forgot about that last one which you remembered yeah so. I totally forgot in all this advertisement that they had the same male actor and he was like the spokesperson and he has the dark hair, the dark eyes, maybe Latino or something like Italian, something, something, some kind of ethnic. Yeah. And he was always the guy in the scenario and he was always for that insurance company, you know, and he was eating a brownie, and he was getting all gross all over his face. He was being thirsty. And then his hot girlfriend in the passenger seat, she was drinking milk. And his milk carton fell out of his little bag, and it was on the ground. And she, <laughs> with her heels, she kicked it under the seat, and he was distracted. And that's why he got in a car accident, because he needed his milk. <laughs> got insurance. Got milk. Dude. That where what is that guy doing these days? I don't know. Or was he one of the, the um, lawyer people? Or 
I think we should investigate more. Who is this guy? Who is the you know who survival he is? insurance guy? You know who survival insurance guy is? Huh? A guy that would kick Sweet James's ass. You know what? what? I could see that. I don't trust that Quick. Sweet James. Quick. Anyways, talking about sweetness, yesterday was Danielle's birthday. Woo! That's why I'm still wearing my crown. She told me earlier, I said, oh, you're wearing your crown. She said, well, yesterday was my birthday. It's kind of like New Year's, and then it's New Year's Day. <laughs> well, I am a birthday diva, and I always have been. And it's not uncommon for me to celebrate for at least one week. Because before COVID, you would have one day with the family, one day here, a day with these people. Then so-and-so is like, you don't talk to them for how many months? Like, let me take you out for your birthday. Yeah. That's how it goes, and it could be many days of celebrating, and I refuse to let COVID make me only celebrate my birthday for one day. And here's where I come in, not to be a a, a, a bitchy body. That's going to be a new thing. Don't be a bitchy body. Not to be a bitchy body, but Danielle's birthday is exactly two weeks before mine. So what always happens is we get to celebrate Danielle's birthday for a good week, and then when my birthday comes, it's slim pickings because everyone has already come to all of Danielle's things or whatever, and then people that go, oh, yeah, Shelly, I'll see you in two weeks, Shelly. Two weeks? No. And it's usually just me, Danielle, and Metal Jesus, and that's fine. I'm not saying that like, oh, boo-hoo me, because I'm used to it. This is just how it is, but... You know, it's fine because, like, it's fine. It's totally fine. I'm not saying, excuse me, I'm not saying, like, I'm mad about it or upset about it, but I just find it interesting. Well, I think people are flaky. And what I also think is I just looked up the survival guy. Yeah. And can you please read this headline? Flood of the day. <laughs> D-listed. Hot flood of the day. He's the hot flood of the day. Why? I don't Why know. What? He was an insurance flood? Don't go in and try to date him or anything, Danielle. Because <laughs> <laughs> you like his commercials. He's probably real old now. His name is David Miscavige. <gasps> David Miscavige. David Miscavige. David Miscavige. David Miscavige. Isn't that the guy... Isn't that the name of the guy from Scientology? No, no. Come on. Wait, wait. David Miscavige. Make sure it's the right name that I looked up. Hot Flood of the Day. (laughs) Okay. Every time I watched the Maury Povich show or Jerry Springer after school in the 90s, this commercial for a California-based car insurance company, Survival, could play at least 4,500 times. Survival had other commercials, but this one's iconic, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see here. What's the actor's name? Okay, the owner of Survival, Richie Acundo, files Acundo <laughs> under his last name. Which, <laughs> okay, um, so David Miscavige, that is not, okay, your phone, first of all, I can't. Danielle's phone is all broken and hurting my eyes. We're here live. Oh, here we go. David Miscavige kills survival insurance. Moving on. Okay, that's what I thought. Like, I know it. I felt like I knew what David Miscavige from the Scientology looked like. And I was like, that's not that guy. 
What's his name? Richie, it says? Acunto. Acundis? Richie Acunto. What is the rise and fall of... Wait, go back. The rise and fall of the Scientology Mongol just took another mystery. What is the deal with the the Miscavige and the freaking I, survival guy? What is this? I don't... The rise and fall of the Scientology Mongol just took another mysterious twist. We're at a complete loss on the story. We really have no idea what to think. So we ask you, our brilliant commenting community, what the hell is going on? <laughs> See, you rolled your eyes, you know, don't you like it? Let's go. Let us go back for a moment. You might remember that back in 2014, we told the really strange, amusing, and ultimately sad tale of Richie Acunto a Scientologist who had tried to fly too close to the sun and then crashed to the earth. Wait, what? Repeat that. Let us go back for a moment. You might remember that back in 2014, we told the really strange, amusing, and ultimately sad tale of Richie Acunto, a Scientologist who had tried to fly too close to the sun and then had crashed to earth. Okay, hold on. Akunto rose from humble beginnings by selling car insurance to other Scientologists with a company he'd named after Scientology Touchstone Survival Insurance. (gasps) In the 1990s, Survival had grown so large, it was one of the biggest insurers of automobiles in California. Akunto's success translated into huge donations to Scientology, which some of his former business partners say ultimately doomed survival itself. After his donation had totaled $10 million, wow. survival crashed, and Akunto went bankrupt. In the meantime, when you give donations that large, you get awarded with fancy quote-unquote status titles and big green trophies, and Akunto accumulate, accumulated his share of them. But he then was so broke, his Scientology trophies turned up in an auction of a storage unit, and the winner of that auction then put Akunto's trophy up for sale on eBay. That's when we noticed them, and we wrote our story about Akunto's rise and fall. Wow. Many of us were fascinated by the eBay auction, and we watched as Akunto's various trophies went for sizable amounts. His, and it shows, like, the breakdown of how much. Until this week, completely out of the blue, we received an email from a bewildered Protestant, uh, excuse me, Protestant minister in Tampa, Florida. Overnight, someone had dropped off a large trophy on his church church porch, excuse me. Looking up the name on it, Richie Acunto, the reverend had found our stories and did not, know what else to do but drop us a line. We told him we were as flabbergasted as he was. We agreed not to name the reverend or his church out of the concerns about Scientology's reputation, but we can tell you that this pastor has not spoken out publicly about Scientology in the past, and there's no obvious reason why the trophy would have been dropped off at his church. This keeps going on. I mean, I can keep reading it, but it's it's interesting. Well, keep reading it. I want to know. Um, the two people listening to Big Time Brian and Neil want to know, well, too. And me and Shelly have a joke, Akundis, Akundis. But it looks like Akundo, so I'm sorry yeah. if I'm saying it wrong. Okay, go, keep going on. Okay. We contacted, and 
By the way, as Shelly says, my phone is busted, my screen's busted, so it's hard to read off of it. So if I mispronounce things, sorry. We contacted Tyler Durden24, the eBay seller of the trophies in 2014, who had obtained them in a storage unit auction. He didn't have any idea why the buyer of the trophy or its subsequent owners might have dumped the item, but he did not point out that it appeared to be damaged, missing some of its plastic parts. It was also without its carrying case. Who spends thousands of dollars for an item like this in an auction in Los Angeles and then dumps it on the porch of a church in Tampa? We have no idea, but we asked a certain local in the area if he'd heard over if he'd overheard and picked it up for us. We called dibs. We may not have any answers, but we sure like how the story ended up. Scrolling down, guys, scrolling down. There's, there's this is so interesting. Now it makes sense why those commercials were so good because Scientology has like a big old their own studio that they film stuff. So I bet you he used their um their resources. Yeah. I mean it kind of the the story kind of goes away. So he's dead. Because so, he tried to go to the sun. I'm not trying to be funny. Like, try to. I, I'm so confused with the trying to go too close to the sun, and then I don't. He's with outer space. Like, what? I mean, there's something with that, and then we've been building landing pages about David Miscavige's favorite playthings, including celebrities and ideal orgs, and we're hoping you'll join in and help us gather as much information as we can. Ooh, maybe we should get off that website. I think I should because I'm. <laughs> Getting um, tracked right yeah, now. Yeah, dude, that's that. Anyway, I, I, here, I, we are just, here we are just <laughs> laughing about, you can't handle the truth is where it all started from. Did, and I then we thought, when is this whole thing for almost 45 minutes <laughs> Just to find, like, I've been having fun. And now I feel dark. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's propaganda. I I want to know more. We need to, we'll, we'll, we will report back to you guys next week. Yeah, I put a little, re- I put some notes. Um, in here about that, but anyways, I just going back to Danielle's birthday. Yeah, my birthday. <laughs> by the way. Gracious, well, we were we segued, and then you brought him up because you looked him up, remember? Yeah. So you know, there's a reason. Anyways, you guys got to go go on YouTube and just put survival auto insurance <laughs> commercials. You will if you need a good laugh, like you know what I mean. And if you are a medicator or you like to be on the drink. Get your little buzz on and then watch it too. It's really great. It but <clears throat> you can watch it sober as well. It's just it's great too. But you know, you know, sometimes if you like to get your buzz on, sometimes it's like you can just really absorb it because you're like letting loose kind of vibe. That's what yeah. I mean. Kicking your legs, letting loose. And that's the thing because like right now when I was saying that, I wasn't trying to be like, oh, to have a good time, you had to be, you get your buzz on. But like, then I started thinking to myself, all in just a few seconds, I started thinking to myself, well, why do I enjoy doing that? Why do I enjoy getting my buzz on watching like something like that? And it's like, because like maybe, or I know now it's because like 
before we went live, I was telling Danielle, like, I didn't even want to podcast. I was just been feeling really bad for a couple of days. My damn GI issues, it's no joke. But I will say this, the more I learn about it, the more I feel I have less anxiety about what's going on. Because sometimes I literally think I'm dying. And to accept that you're dying many times, it's it's very draining. So to know that this is like, there's tons of people that have the same issues I do. And I feel the more I've talked about it, it's crazy. Even people I've known, like <clears throat> my one friend, um, I was on his podcast last year and I talked about it and he was like, I have the same issues. I was like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. And then there would be times where like, if I tweet something, he'll text me, he'll be like, Oh, you're having a bad day. And it makes me feel better knowing that somebody else knows exactly how I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it makes sense when people are nervous or they have anxiety or they're depressed. They or when eat. people throw me bad vibes. And Francine yeah. always says, that always happens to you. Whenever I get into myself in some troubles and people get upset with things I'm saying, I'm going to tell you something. I do feel their vibes. Like, I do. And so when people are mad at me, sometimes I can really feel it, especially if it's in that moment. Like, if something's going on, like, let's say I tweeted something. So they're reading it right there. So Or they're watching a video I put out. So they're, like, mad. I'll get the run. That's just how I am. Or if I'm, like, when I would be at these um, wrestling things and there's people that openly don't like me and then they see that I'm there, there's times I don't even realize they're there. And I'm like, oh, no, I got I have a told friend, oh, my God, I got it. I have diarrhea. And then, boom, there will be someone there giving me the stink eye. And I'm like, see, see? And I didn't even know they were in the room. I didn't even know they were going to be here. Like, see? And when I've been learning more about how our body's really wired, it makes sense because whether it's someone throwing me bad vibes or it's me worrying about something or something that's upsetting me or something that's making me nervous, like when I go to tell people off, I have to go to the bathroom. And the thing is, is in wrestling, we all call it the nervous poop. And it's right before we go out there, all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to poop myself. Oh, my God. And then it's this whole thing that you're like, if I go out there and take like a bump, like, if I get body slammed, I might poop myself. And it's scary because you're like, crap, I don't have time to run to the bathroom right now. Like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And then your music hits and you go and you don't have to go to the bathroom at all. So it always – and then that's when I feel I first started to know I wasn't alone in this whole thing that I've been experiencing my whole life because I would be at that curtain with so many girls throughout my wrestling career and I'd be like, oh, my God, I got it. And they're like, I know, I hate that. I hate when this happens. Why? As soon as we go out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm not the only one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it made me feel like I was weird. So, like, the older I got and the more outspoken I was about these things, that's when I was like, wow, this really happens. To, it's, I'm not abnormal. I'm pretty normal in that sense. Yeah. And you can even bring up how there's certain people that, do things, if you're talking about throwing vibes, that causes them to be a center of an issue, and that's just their personality, and they're constantly creating drama or whatever, and they have a certain vibe about them. They probably feel it too, and how they have to cope with that is to just mask it with more whatever, or maybe they're a mess, you know, because they have to deal with that. So when you were telling me that, I was thinking about people who 
do things that are shady and they're around people. Maybe they're cheating and they're around the person that they're cheating on with and they probably feel that kind of energy, but they might not be as crippled to it sometimes because they're doing other things to cope with it and mask it or try to avoid it. That's an interesting thing to talk about as well. It is because I was just thinking you triggered a moment where I had this boyfriend and it was one of those things where not everybody, but a lot of people knew that he was cheating on me. And there I was smoking out with the girl he's cheating on me with. Like, you know, and I just remember I kept like feeling like, I like this girl, but like she makes me feel nauseous when I'm around her. Like, I don't know what that is. And that's weird. And I don't get it. And then the more I would hang out with her, that's when I saw, like, one time, I'll never forget, this was, like, the last straw for me was this trip I had where I we were wrestling for, I think I was there for, like, a month or something on, in his state, and we just, like, wrestled all over, maybe not a month, a couple weeks, and I remember one of the last shows we did, I was smoking out with the girl in, like, this woodsy area, and then my boyfriend at the time walked by, and she just was, like, looking at him, and I was talking to her. And I was, like, passing her the bowl. And I was like, hello, you're just standing there looking at my boyfriend, I guess. And she still was so oblivious. And that's when I was like, that's why my stomach hurts whenever I'm around this girl. It makes so much sense. But there I was because I had certain interests, that the same kind of interests as this girl did. So I thought, oh, how, oh okay, like, oh, you like that kind of stuff too because it was kind of like, you know, out of the ordinary things, whatever. It's like, oh, wow, yeah. And so – I'm like, oh, cool, but uh, why does my stomach hurt whenever I'm around her? Like, that's so weird. And it just, I had no idea. So you can take out of there where people are like, oh, you're being all hippie, oh, you know, energy. And it's like, you can't deny that I literally didn't know what was really going on. And then I liked this girl, but I just didn't know why I felt so sick around her, literally sick. And it didn't make sense because... I would smoke with her, which usually helps my stomach, but it wouldn't help that much. It'd help a little bit, but not that much. And I almost felt like I couldn't relax. Like I, felt, you know, have you ever medicated and you're in a weird situation or around weird people, so you can't relax. So it's almost like your body's fighting with like the cannabis because the cannabis is like relax, and your body's like, no, dude, I have to be like aware right now. So it's like kind of uncomfortable. <gasps> I wonder if that's why some people don't like to smoke. You know, the ones that are, I don't like it. They, either they say that it gives them anxiety or maybe they don't want to let their guard down and relax. So they're in that weird fighting the relaxation. That could be. And I'm somebody who my tolerance has gone down because I just work many hours in a day and I don't medicate as much as I used to. And when I do, I'm coming from a high-stress place and trying to calm down and sometimes it really grounds me and makes me realize how much stress that I've been dealing with all day and I get overwhelmed with that. I can just blindly go through the stress and just deal with it but then not confront it. But here's the thing, if you don't mind me saying, Mm -hmm. this is true, but when you used to smoke more, you drink less. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. This is something to think about. Yeah. For me, like, just because, here's the thing. I'm not, like, Jean judgy or whatever. It's just 
I don't want you to have any kidney issues or anything like that when you get older. Yeah, and there was times that I was a heavy medicator and I would have a lot of freak out moms at work, like a lot. And I'm talking about when you're at home. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, but at home is different. But at work, you know, it changed things because I would try to take edibles and try to go to work. And then I would find myself freaking out, having to drink orange juice and feel like I'm going to pass out. And just my heart rate was really high. So I am like a CBD girl. Yeah. But I know people respond differently to different things. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. I knew you when you still, because I don't feel like once you became a medicator, I don't really remember you really medicating at work because you've always had jobs where, like, even if you wanted to, you kind of really can't unless you do do something like edible, which is different because it's gonna, it's not going to wear off as fast, mm-hmm. you know, it's more intense, whatever. So, like, I don't know. I just feel that when you incorporated it more in your life, you have more benefits, mm-hmm. and it's good to remember that. I don't yeah. know. Definitely, and we keep trying to talk about my birthday. And yeah, I know. It's not <laughs> okay, okay. Well, let's go take a break, and then when we come back. We're going to talk about Danielle's birthday weekend, which was really, really awesome. And um, yeah, we'll be right back. Okay, I did one, two, and three. This is a sister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at nine. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm, and you know Ray there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. 
Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get, get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. So, Danielle's birthday weekend. Yay, right, BD. So, my birthday weekend consisted of me having a photo shoot that I have been planning for about two months now, getting little outfits and accessories, new shoes, things of that nature. And I had my hair guy come and style my hair, and it was a big deal. And I love doing my annual photo shoots. It's kind of like a present to me to just celebrate my life and where I'm at at that point, even though I'm always trying to improve and be in a different place. It's still really incredible to just celebrate where you're at at that point and just say, hey, what you got next year? <laughs> and today I went to get champagne, and I got carded. I'm like, yes, thank you. And that makes me feel very good. Well, you look very young. You look very, very – you are young, though. I know you feel whatever, but I'm old. I'm 61. I'm going to be 61 here soon. <laughs> and it's like, you're so young. I don't feel it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting old. I better get my life together soon. <laughs> Tell me about it. I'm over here freaking dancing in my chonies for money. (laughs) So we had the photo shoot, and here's the thing. We live in California, and the weather is pretty nice most of the time. We don't have much of a winter. We had a few rainy days a couple weeks ago, but it's been actually hot. It felt almost like summer. And a few days before my birthday, even though it felt like summer outside, there was rumors that it was going to rain. And I was like, what? It's, it's so perfect outside. No, it's not happening. And lo and behold, the day of my photo shoot on Saturday, it rained. And I had some outfits I had planned to wear outside. And it just, I did my best to try to shoot outside, but it was just too cold and slippery and dangerous. So I did what I could. And we had to go back the next day on Sunday to finished filming things for Shelly, and it was perfect sunny day. <laughs> and a smart person would be like, okay, it looks like it's going to rain on Saturday, so on Sunday, let's take the pictures. But I didn't. But, but honestly, we didn't know that we're going to go on Sunday. That's why. Oh. That wasn't planned. Or even try to reschedule. But, like, I just really felt I wanted to get it done. And it was perfect because I had my friend Mecca come and take pictures, and she was hanging out with me. 
and helping me with my wardrobe and everything. Becca. Becca. (laughs) Becca was there doing my makeup and helping me out. And there was a few people that came over, and it was a really special moment, and it was really fun. I had a piñata, and I totally appreciate the timing of everything. So it didn't happen on Sunday, the photo shoot, but I'm glad it didn't, looking back at it. Me too, not just because Mecca was able to shoot. And Mecca? I, <laughs> well, I don't want to confuse the audience. So um, I know how it would feel to have someone that you're really tight with and that really knows you, good, bad, and the ugly, and when you create with them. It's just a different feeling, especially when you know that they're gonna, they want to make you look good. So it's like, it's, gonna, it's, it's just positive all around. So there's that. Because I usually shoot Danielle, and I did shoot some photos, but the thing is, is origin, the reason why we went that weekend instead of, like, going this weekend is because I got booked to do some customs, and <clears throat> I was like, okay, I'm going to get booked there. It's perfect because then I could use some of that money to help pay for Danielle's little, her little party, her little uh, COVID party. <laughs> and um, so it worked out, and I knew Danielle wanted to shoot there because the last time I shot there for the Secret Society, you were talking to Christy because that's who has the house, and you were just like, I just see this, your vision. So, like, you made your vision happen, and even though the weather condition was, like, not good, when I was going through my footage on my camera to get some stuff off of there, I was skimming through, and there were some really awesome shots in there. Like, you girls created some great, great material, and I Yay. I look forward to seeing which photos you decide to choose and when you gussy them up and then put them out there, and we definitely need to throw them up on my site, and if you have any that you feel a little a little cheeky, we all put that on the Secret Society. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was working on this afternoon um, some behind-the-scenes, and I have a cute little video that I put, and the theme, because the music I really wanted and the whole idea behind the shoot was Charlie's Angels and Farrah Fawcett, and I just started really diving into who she is and how awesome she is, and just that whole vibe and I couldn't get the music for it and I was thinking about what was I going for what do I want so all the music for my little video for behind the scenes is all Austin Powers oh and it's fun it's cute and I'm really looking forward to sharing that yay I don't know if I can even put it on YouTube though because yeah they're gonna shut me down real quick but if you go on the YouTube studio and you type in like seventies, whatever, there'll be some, there's some music on it. You can download it. I'll show you. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it was great, Danielle. You know, to see her create again with her friend. Um, I did a custom shoot, which was a lot of fun. I didn't realize it was gonna be like that. The guy had the wardrobe, and it was so cute. Like my first outfit, I gotta hit the guy up for the pictures. Um, it was very like. I felt like a Barbie from the 80s in a workout outfit. It was so cute. Barbie and the Rockers. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, I was evil. It was Supergirl versus evil Supergirl. And so that was a lot of fun as well. And, you know, we have the dogs with us. This was Minnie's first time really being somewhere 
at, for a long period of time. Like, she, okay, we've taken her out here and there. But Minnie's never until Saturday, like, gone to a shoot with me like that to where she was, like, running around yeah, all day. In a house. And you know what I mean? So she did really well. She did, and everybody was really inviting towards her. And I was afraid because some people aren't mindful about closing doors. And we are very lucky that we don't have a dog that darts out the door because that could happen a few times. And she just rather be inside. She's afraid of the world. That's why she is our dog. She had a cute little dress on for Danielle's birthday, her nanny. And I actually yesterday was working on this week's uh, weekend vlog uh, for my YouTube channel, and it's going to be highlighting your birthday. And I was revisiting. I didn't get a lot of content because I was really busy, you know. So that sucked because after I did my shoe, I did some stuff for my secret society. So I was really working most of the time I was there. So I didn't get a lot, which sucks, but it's okay because – revisiting just the little moments that I did get, it just triggers, like, everything that happened that night. And it was special. It was very special. And I think it's so cool because it could have just been one of those things if it wasn't your birthday. Yeah, maybe we would have hung out for, like, maybe a half hour and then left. But we already knew going into it, it was going to be, like, a little mini birthday party for you. And it was just really awesome. And by the time... We got the food because we got sushi, of course. You know, the Martinez girls over here. Mm -hmm. We had sushi. And by the time that happened, I was just like, dude, I asked Christy. I was like, can I come back tomorrow and get the rest of my stuff? Because I am just so exhausted. And she was like, yeah, totally. So that's when we went back. And I was able to get some stuff. It's so funny. I'm going to put this in the weekend vlog. Um I try to do, because, okay, like Danielle said, it was sunny at first, but then the clouds started rolling in. So by the time I was ready to shoot outside in the ring, because the ring is outside, like Christy was like, you better hurry up. It's starting to sprinkle. Like, okay, let's just get this done, 10-minute video real quick. And it starts raining, and I almost slip and fall in the ring. (laughs) So then I had to shoot it inside in her mat room, which is fine. I mean, the video came out great. The video, the guy I made it for was one of my bike club members on my Secret Society. He loved it. So it it worked out. But um, it was just funny because it was just, you know, the whole weekend just really was like, this is what – I've been trying to work so hard for to have weekends like this where we're creating, but it's a fun time and, you know, just getting, getting it done, but in the way we always knew how, like, I always feel like when we've been a part of different mm-hmm. sets, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but we bring the fun. And so it's like, hello people, like, Let's have fun. And I feel like the element we were at, because Christy, how she is, and her friends, they're the same way. You know what I mean? So it's like we didn't have to be all, okay, guys, let's have fun. It was like we were all just naturally having fun. Yeah. You know, and it it made me feel like I didn't feel like I had to be on so that people can have a good time. And I know that's not my responsibility, but I I don't mind doing that because people, I see it in them. They want to have fun, but for whatever reason, they need to, like, kind of be coached out of it. And me and Danielle are really good at not making it obvious, but bringing fun to places or people that just need to have fun. And it's been kind of a double-edged sword because in all that, 
I felt like there was a couple times I was building like these deep connections with people, but then I realized they were just addicted to the fact that me and Danielle bring fun. And that's fine because hello, isn't that what God wants us to do is spread the fun? Hello. So that's fine. But you know, there was a a time or two. It was, it made me butt hurt a little bit. Oh, well, speaking of spreading the fun. So my friend Mecca or Becca, (laughs) don't, you're going to confuse the audience. Um, she is straight edge, so she doesn't smoke or drink, but she's very creative. And me and her created a whole story when she was <laughs> taking pictures of me. And she's like, you need to loosen up, blah, blah, blah. So we had this whole soap opera that we did, and it was mainly done in an outfit that was my original <laughs> outfit that I planned for my birthday that was a velvet blue bikini. Oh, so cute. With a robe white robe with feathers and a lot of jewelry and a crown. And we had a whole scenario where I was upset with my husband, my rich husband. So me and the pool boy, Eduardo, we were going to kill my husband. And then he would get my inheritance and then we would be together. But then... Mecca was saying, well, I've been fooling around Eduardo, too, and we're going to take your inheritance. <laughs> and then we started talking about, well, what if Eduardo is a piece of SH, and we just both just get the inheritance and then kill Eduardo because he has to do what he has to do to make it happen, and then we just split it. <laughs> so we have this, like, whole thing, and it's really fun, and even the video that I'm going to share – has her talking to me about that, but you don't hear her. But the picture and everything. It was, it was, we were playing pretend. We are kids, and it was fun. And I love theater, and I love acting, and that's what it's all about for me. Sometimes when I model, I get too much in my head because I'm trying to think, oh, what looks good, whatever. But if I can just be in character, if I can just have a feeling and act, then I feel I can really express myself the best. And it's so true. That's how it is. Like, I have this fellow um, in my secret society. He buys a lot of custom videos for me. And his whole thing is he likes, because I'm so good at it, talking trash to him. Like, we're, like, we have these virtual matches is what it is. So, like, my whole thing, all his videos always start with me going, like, I'm in a situation, and then I pretend he comes in, well, 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 look who it is, Jobber Brian. Oh, you think you're da-da-da. And then, like, we have this whole virtual match, which up until this past weekend, it's always me beating myself up. So I get real creative with the shots. But I get into it like it's real in that moment. Mm-hmm. And when I look back at it, I'm like, wow, that's so good. And it's like because I just played into that – character in that scenario and now that I saw this transformation when you were this novella star happen <laughs> now I know how to get out of you what I need to when I'm shooting you yeah and it's really fun because when I was working with Mecca we were trash talking each other and it was yeah. great <laughs> it was awesome. and when she was taking pictures, she's like, oh, we can take these pictures? Is this for Eduardo? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it is. Watch me take these pictures for Eduardo. She's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. What about your husband? I'm like, yes. I want my husband to see. And, like, it was, like, a whole story, a whole, whole game. And 
I think that really helped me, and I like that because at the end of the day, I'm an actress, and I like to just have some kind of feeling, some kind of vibe, some storyline that helps me <clears throat> other than just I get bored sometimes or I'm like, oh, just stand there and look pretty. Like I, I want some something behind that to make me feel like, okay, you want to have this kind of emotion behind. That's probably why some of my most favorite photos, especially of us together, are things that we're doing, like that Ghostbusters one, for example. Mm -hmm. Or when we did that one where we were like in um, Tony's garage with the tools and everything. Yeah. Like it it doesn't have to be some elaborate story. Like sometimes, yes, it could be like the novella, but sometimes it can be as simple as just like, oh, we're fixing things and we're hot. Yay. It could be as simple as that versus, okay, just stand there and look hot. Yeah. And we love pinup and a lot of pinup has like a storyline and it's really cute and sexy and girly and fun. And I like that. Well, even that's how Playboy was too. People used to rib on how like, the things in there, oh, like on Friends, and they're like, oh, you know, she enjoys the wild, you know, long walks on the beach, and da 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 and so, like, people like that. They like the little story behind it, you know. There's some people who just like straightforward, and that's fine, but I feel like there's a lot more people who like a little story behind something. Me too, and to the two listeners, <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> follow me but if you don't please follow me at green venus 10 on both instagram and on twitter i did send out a little teaser on some pictures that i probably won't be posting because um there is a stroller behind me of the, the merch mobile and things like that but i'm really excited to get these pictures and play with them and expose them oh <laughs> but no for my birthday's sake and I feel so old, but I know I'm not, and I have this woman that we work with that massages Fred, and she's probably well in her, what do you think, like 70s, mm-hmm. maybe? And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm turning 32, and I was distraught. And she's like, oh, my gosh, 30s, that was a nice time. <laughs> okay, I'm not that old. But I feel old, but I'm, Look know. at me, I'm old. <laughs> I'm the old pumpkin. You're not old. I'm old. And then there's some people listening saying, you're not old. And then they feel exactly how I feel right now towards you. So who knows what's old. You know what? Like, <laughs> 80s old. Okay, great. <laughs> I a few decades. Well, I'm 60, about to be 61, so it's around the corner for me. <laughs> so yesterday was actually Danielle's birthday birthday. Kept it really chill. I had a very rough day yesterday. My freaking health issues sucked. That's when they really were starting. Um, I got a lot done, though, a lot of posting and such. So if you go to ShellySecretSociety.com, you can check out all that. That's also where you'll find all the links where you can log in either via my website, OnlyFans, or Patreon. Or if you just want the Secret Society clip story, you can check it out there, ShellySecretSociety.com. And... Um, you know, it was a rough day, but it was good to celebrate with Danielle, her birthday. We had some champagne. I got a Tres Leches cake, even though I, I feel it's good, but it wasn't as good as I thought. Oh. And I said, I, last night I said I could tell Mexicans didn't make sense. <laughs> because I 
that doesn't taste like the the bakery over there in Chino, that's for sure. Maybe the bakery over there in Chino, shout out, is just that good. Well, last year, my job, because I'm not the biggest fan of sweets, but I do love myself some cheesecake or red velvet or tres leches on occasion. Or Reese's Peanut Cups. Mm. That's its own category. But they went out of the way last year to get me a tres leches cake. And I think they went to Porto's, and everyone talks about Porto's this, Porto's that. Oh, it's so amazing, the incredible bakery, everything there is fantastic. So for you to have that review is very uncommon, but maybe you're thinking about very authentic, hole-in-the-wall kind of place. And growing up, we would have a lot of tres leches, and even our mom, she remarried, had that at her wedding. My birthday's, I didn't have it. (laughs) It's so true, and that's the thing because that I was that was my first Porto's experience, and I'm not saying it's bad, but that's not what I was looking for. Dang, you want some authentic? I know. It's okay. I'll find a place. Well, we have been going for a long time, and I got to get out of here soon because I have to do my smokeout session with Stoner Jesus, which if you'd like to be a part of that, go to ShellySJSmokeout.com. You can sign up via Patreon, or there's lots of options, or on OnlyFans. You can join us every week. We have a little smoking session. We talk about things. I talk about wrestling stories I've never told before. And, yeah, I do that on purpose. You know what? I've had these stories in my back pocket for a long-ass time. Didn't even think I'd ever talk about them. Like, you know what? To get those damn subs I will over there, especially Stoner Jesus Smokeout. So check it out. But before I let you guys go, I did want to get into a poll that I post that I'm actually going to be leaving pinned on my Twitter profile. So if you're listening to this and you're actually not one of those two listeners, (laughs) shout out big time – Big time Bry and Neil over there. Um, I'm going to pin it on my Twitter, so at Shelly from Cali. And I said, what do you think the top three scandals in pro wrestling have been? And this is what you – there's six responses, and I thought I would read them and then get into, get into them just a little bit. Okay, actually, Neil, he's the last one, I think, to post this, so I think that's why it's there. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Anyways. Um, at Manic 37, three top three scandals in pro wrestling are Chris Benoit murder suicide, mm-hmm. Owen Hart tragically tragically falling to his death at Over the Edge 1999, and the Montreal screw job at Survivor Series in 1997. Would love to hear your thoughts about these scandals and others on VOC Nation, Shelley. And then we got at Hill Mario says Owen Hart, CM Punk, Ultimate Warrior. At, oh, Cowabunga Deets. I like that, Cowabunga Deets. WWE, Vince, buying out WCW, the Montreal Screwjob, and the CM Punk Pipe Bomb. And then we got at K Wallace 0307 says, Broser Broody, Owen, Fabulous Moolah. At Oak 1056 says, Owen Hart, Montreal Screwjob, 1994 Serial Trial. Certainly not least, we have at Major Lugo, and he says the sex scandal of 1992, the, stereo, the steroid trial in 94, and the Benoit double murder suicide. Now, a lot of these 
you know, a lot of people wanting the same thing. It seems like the screw job, um, Benoit, uh, we got CM Punk a couple of times and there's the steroids try like everyone's pretty much asking for the Owen Hart. Um, I don't know some of these, so well Owen Hart, he died at a pay per view. He fell. Oh my gosh, like how did he fall? Like on he his head? Was, he was coming down like his entrance on the thing and then he it fell. He like, fell like to his death. Like the thing broke and he fell or well, Danielle, we're going to talk about it, all about it on here. But here's the thing, you guys. The reason why I waited for the last 10 minutes to bring this up is because when I was reading all of this, there's some of it I know, like, some, right? But I don't really know a whole lot or a lot of the details. So I felt like it would be irresponsible for me to go in depth about these different things. And I don't want to blow it off and be like, oh, well, I don't really know much about that, but this is my opinion, and, like, move on. I thought your guys' um, – or what you guys answered, I thought they were all really interesting. And I was like, you know what? I actually want to know more about this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I just feel every single reply was something that interests me. And so I want to take this next week to – really do research on it and take this like really serious and for not for nothing, not just for our two listeners, but I want to know and I'm really interested. And so I'm going to do some homework on all of this and we can revisit this next week and uh, I can give you more details about the different things or whatever, but people had to say, cause I thought they were going to, I thought the responses were going to be completely different and these different things that are being brought up, these are different things that when I discovered the stories, because it wasn't until way later when I wasn't even really doing wrestling, I found some of the details out about certain things. I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, why does no one talk about this? Why is it so glossed over? Like, I don't understand. And then I felt like I got in trouble for saying anything. And it's like, dude, it's all over the Internet. Like, who cares if I'm talking about it? I'm like, what? So some of those things I didn't revisit because I got – like this weird backlash or bringing certain things up before. And so it's like, well, hey, my listeners want to know. They are the ones bringing it up, so let's talk about it. Well, it's like Hollywood mysteries, like yeah. Black Dahlia and Marilyn Monroe, these mysterious deaths. And, you know, even Kurt Cobain. And there is a platform for that. But here's the thing that pisses me off is like, I can go on YouTube, I can go on a live stream, I can go on a podcast and talk about the Black Dahlia, talk about, excuse me, all these different things, Peg and Whistle, something that is very dear to me, all these different, whatever. But the moment I start talking about wrestling and I start talking about people who are fans of whoever I'm talking about, all of a sudden people get mad at me and I don't understand why they will accept, even if they don't agree with what I'm saying, when I'm talking about people in Hollywood. But the moment I talk about their favorite wrestler, they come at me. And it's like, why is that? And then it's not just the fans. Because the fans are whatever. Like, they're, they're entitled to whatever. They don't know or see the behind the scenes. They're fans. I'm kind of jealous of them, <laughs> to be honest with you. I miss that. So... Because you can't unsee that world after you've seen it. 
So what makes me irked is when I kind of get in trouble with, like, the wrestling world, like the people that are behind the scenes and the, the non-fans, the people that put the shows on, the wrestlers, whatever, when they're the ones, oh, Shelly, this, 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 and this. And it's like, what what's the problem? Like, you know? And here's the thing. The reason why I feel like either the smoke out or here on Shelly Live, I've been more free about talking about wrestling is because I feel... I literally have been away from that world for so long that I don't talk to any of those people except Francine, you know, Nova once in a while, like the people who I bring up online that I talk to. But as far as like that world, the wrestling community, I have nothing to do with it anymore. I'm a has-been and I'm fine with it. It's not self-deprecating. Like it's, I'm done. That's not part of my life. It's part of my life, but you know, I'm not active in it anymore. I'm not going to be active anymore. So I feel like I feel like because I've been so inactive and I'm disassociated from that world, I feel like I can get away with saying more now. You know what I mean? Well, I'm here to listen. And <laughs> two listeners as well. Yep. You bet your boots. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to get out of here because I got to go throw some makeup on for my smoke out again. Go join. And, if, you know, I understand times are tough. If you go on the Patreon page, there is, I believe, a dollar tier on there or $3. One or three. I can't remember at the top of my head. So just go to ShellySJSmokeOut.com and it'll take you there. If you want to be a part of my secret society, go to ShellySecretSociety.com. There you can have a couple of different options. You can join on my official site and you can join my spook show baby tier with a $5 trial. And you can also have a $5 trial on the spook show baby only fans. That's right. I turned my only fans into my $10 tier, which is my spook show baby tier. What the hell do you get with that? Well, let me tell you, not only do you get exclusive photos and videos, but you also get access to the Secret Society Snapchat feed. And you get to see snaps that not everyone else gets to see. What does that mean? Well, go on over to ShellySecretSociety.com and you can join on there. You can also join on Patreon. I join, I have reopened my Patreon page for my Secret Society. So if you want to see a bunch of archive content, I highly suggest you go over to the Patreon. Again, all the links can be found at ShellySecretSociety.com. Until next week, I'm Shelly from Cali. She's Danny, California. And we'll be smelling you later. Adios. Toodles.